Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. You know, as moms and dads, um, do you remember the time when you had to prepare the room, the nursery, the bedroom for your first child? I mean, if you recall, the moms were so excited to welcome in this first child here, as we would say, into this world. And you have the mom who's telling the dad, hey, you know, we got to get this room in order. I need you to paint the room, real fresh coat of paint, and I need you to make sure that the decor is up, it's perfect, and the room is going to have the right colors. And dads smile, and they're excited about doing all the work. They have the project ahead of them, and they're saying they hope they can get it done in about one day, (laughs) but it doesn't work out after they have to work throughout their weeks, and they have to get the project done. And you made sure that even so, if you could put a fresh carpet on the, in the room, make sure it's perfect. I mean, it's got to be nothing but the best for your child. But what happens is um, what we realize is that that is a special time for your first child to be able to make that room up look really, really nice. You know, as any Christmas season, like any other, we always celebrate the Christmas season by being reminded of the coming of Jesus Christ. And as we think about that, the Son of God, the incarnate Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the King of creation, Jesus Christ deity, the Yahweh who has come in the form of a man, the true one, the only one. But what was his room like? Was it freshly painted? And, and don't, listen, that's a beautiful thing. You want a nice, fresh, painted room. Did he have beautiful decor? Did he have a fresh carpet, made sure that it was clean, where it can be sanitized and no germs, nothing? And then that crib. Did he have that crib, the one that you're, everything's secure, the child can never climb out of, <laughs> the kind that we have all kinds of bells and whistles, making sure it's top of the line to keep your child secure. No, um, that's not the case. As we see in the scriptures, the manger that Jesus had was a feeding trough in a stable where animals would eat. It's similar to what you might see right here, where animals, all kinds of animals would eat from. Even um, they would say that the lambs and, and the sheep and all of that would come and try to get an all different animals that were in the stable would come to eat in this. And this was his crib. It was just that, that was all that was located in his room. I mean, the God of this universe who came in the form of a baby decided not to have that kind of room, not in plush, not anything secure, just a feeding trough. Now, you ask him, what? What, what, what is that? Royalty was born in a feeding trough, as they would say, a manger. And the first people to be introduced, it wasn't grandmom and grandpop. It wasn't the aunts and the uncles. It was the lowly shepherds out in the fields, being informed by an angel from heaven that this child who was born was to be born in a manger, and they needed to go to worship this baby. We know that even in the scriptures, it says this in Luke chapter 2, which was just read 
by the Wilson family that verses 10 through 12, it says, and the angel said to him, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born in this day of the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Messiah, the anointed one, Kyrios. As we know, the Greek word for Yahweh in the Old Testament, the self-existing God. And this is, will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Just a feeding trough. The manger was not about the comfort of the child, nor a spectacle of how the baby's rune should look. Nothing wrong with that here on earth for all of us. But God, the creator who came in the form of man, said, that's not what it's going to look like for the Savior. It was about the nature and purpose of his coming. It was to offer peace to all mankind, peace with God. There was no peace outside of God, but only peace with God. And there's no peace outside of God unless we trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ. That's the only true peace that we know of. The baby was born of a virgin, a miraculous act, a divine act, the only possibility that it could happen unless God intervened. And God had to intervene to offer peace to all who would be willing to receive it through his son. There's no other source of peace, but only through his son, Jesus. And he gives us the opportunity to know him, to have a relationship with him, a personal, intimate, loving relationship so that we can have it. He didn't have to do it. We don't deserve it. We still don't deserve it for those who are in Christ. But he offers it to us every day, at any moment, at any time. He offers it to the one who's depressed. He offers it to the one who's lonely. He offers it to the proud. He offers it to those who are angry. He's offering it to those who feel worthless. He's offering it to those who are inadequate. He's offering it to those who are liars and murderers and those who hate and moral and religious. Those who live in envy and those who live in jealousy. The list goes on. God offers his peace. And all he asks is that you trust in the person and work of his son. And it started in the manger, in the manger, the central location. See, the manger is where God, the Father, said, I will set my child. It's the centerpiece of the first Christmas. But it doesn't end today. Jesus should still be our center. He is the one who is Lord. He is the one who should rule in our hearts. He is the ruler of Israel. He came in the form of man so he could die on the cross for sin, and then he could offer us, being the king of kings and the Lord of lords, a thousand-year reign in the future. But this manger is the center, the center where when we struggle in our marriages, when we're struggling with a wayward child, when we're struggling with something going on at work, when we're depressed, when we're down and out, we feel adequate, inadequate and we feel worthless, here's the center. And he offers us love. He offers us peace. He offers us forgiveness. He offers us the hope of his return and the assurance of eternal life. So when you feel like you're off the tracks, God's like, I've called you. You, No one can snatch you out of my hand. 
no one, if, if anyone is against you, if I'm for you, who cares who's against you? You're my child. I sent my son. I bought you with a price. No one can take you out of my hands. That's eternal security. And he offers all of these things, but Christ must be our center. He must be the one who we must be centered into. That's the peace that he offers you and I. And the peace that he offers to us, all we have to do is let the Jesus, who is the ruler of Israel, to rule in our hearts. Colossians chapter 3.15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. 